off, can you tell us a little bit about where you grew up in your childhood? Um, yeah, it was a little bit hard to reflect on this during the workday and all the commotion going on recently. But um, okay, so I think like, so I grew up in Korea, and then I moved to the US and in my adult life, I'm now in the well, I mean, I was an adult before, but <laughs> oh my god, what am I saying? <laughs> Anyways, like late my like adult life is now like in in the UK. So I think, um, you know, I just like jotted down a few notes and something I realized was initially like growing up, I was very, I felt, I mean, I don't know if I felt pretty, but I felt confident. Mm. Um, you know, like boys liked me and you know, that like little kindergarten love. Um, my parents were always like, um, you know, be confident, you know, very, very positive messages. And then I think when I moved to like Arlington, mm. um, where it was uh well i don't know arlington's like um it was di i guess it was diverse but it was very caucasian right mm, yeah I'm like i don't know yeah i guess so i felt like it was more diverse compared to other places where i lived when growing up but it's still not that diverse <laughs> yeah 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 that, yeah actually that's a good good categorization like, in but... comparison to lexington i would feel like arlington is more diverse <laughs> would you agree with that or um since we both lived in both places so. i mean yeah lexington's very it's kind of like the dichotomy you know like I if you like lexington was more upper class feeling yeah, I mean, it was very up, but it was very, like, East Asian and, like, Jewish. <laughs> um, and if, if you were, like, Latinx, you were kind of an outsider because it was literally just Asian and white. It was very weird. Yeah. And then there yeah. were, like, some of, like, the, what, inner city kids that came in. Oh, the Mecco Pro. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Um, that wasn't problematic at all. That was sarcasm, <laughs> if that wasn't clear for some people. Um, anywho, yeah, like, I think I felt like... I, I, okay, so I think, like, when you're going into that middle school age, like, what, like, mm. 13, um, girls hit puberty early, so you're, like, already dealing with that. I felt, like, very ugly, and I felt fat. Mm. And and I, I remember my parents being like, like, why do you feel ugly? Like, what are you talking about? Like, you're, you're healthy. Like, you should feel beautiful. Da, 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 da. Um, but obviously, if you're at that age, like, you don't listen to your parents. <laughs> um, and like most of my, I don't know why, like, especially after sixth grade, like I had like a lot of white friends. And I think through them, I had this weird, like societal co conditioning, like you should wear like, um, Abercrombie mini skirts and Aeropostale can you fit into those mini skirts you should have straight hair you should have mm. straight blonde or you should be really skinny um you should look like that blonde girl in your class and actually one of my best friends was like blonde and um we were really close but I mean we were we were like kids so I started like trying to mold myself into something I wasn't Mm -hmm. um and then i when i moved to when i moved to what i'm talking when i would visit korea and thank god it's changed now but like i mean again this is what i mentioned last time like the u.s still has a lot of cultural influence globally so mm -hmm. i remember we were walking around the mall and all those like big ass posters for um like like you know like when's the last mm. time i've been in a department store ah. <laughs> <laughs> like you know those ads where they're all white people and if mm -hmm. you're already feeling mm -hmm. that as a kid like i want to look like my best friend and then 
in your home country showing you that it's like oh my god this is so weird so like I begged my parents for contacts <laughs> oh my god I can't oh I can't imagine sticking that into my eye you know what I mean <laughs> oh my god anyways like I was like okay I need to like shed shed all my Asian-ness and then like it's so weird because hitting like late high school to college I, I realized my only option was to fit that one category that society deemed acceptable, which was like the the petite Asian girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. well, if you is it better to have no identity or is it better to fit into an identity that you can have? And I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll both talk about this later, but like, it, yeah. So it's like I, I even like receiving comments like, oh. Oh yeah, like of of course you're like small, and I I don't think I'm like small, but like of course you're small, mm. like you're Asian. Of co- oh, you're like pretty decent for an Asian. It's like, what does that even <laughs> what does that mean? But I just took it. I just took it because I was usually the only Asian person in the room, and it's like, mm. is it? And in my mind, I was like, well, guess that's better than having no compliment. No, having no compliments is better. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah, it's kind of funny how like affected societally. I was but I had like a really solid family base but still like I I was shook and um now I'm not shook (laughs) hopefully not well kind of it's like hard to escape that you know yeah yeah this isn't one of the questions I wrote down but (laughs) I was hearing from hearing you talk it made me wonder also did you feel like a lot of pressure from being like the only Asian in the room like you had to fulfill like some type of like asian like stereotype or that you had to like be rep like a good represent representative of like asianness or something mm. that's a good question so uh um how do i articulate this sorry i'm going I... off book <laughs> no 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 two um... questions in and we're already getting on track. <laughs> oops well that's that's a well, that's what happens with these conversations because we I mean we're like I said we've only just received the language to talk about these conversations because like I was mm-hmm. feeling all of this as a kid and I had no idea like what do you say oh I feel ugly that's not enough it's more layered than that mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. we can say shit like oh no I already I try not to swear in this episode um, <laughs> but you know now you can say like I have microaggressions and you know stuff like that but mm-hmm. um there so at college you meet if you're an asian person you meet specific identities you're like the quote-unquote good asian you're like Mm. nerdy you're what every white person thinks you are and then there's like the rebellious asian person Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know like different categories like that and so i think i didn't want to be i didn't want to be like the good or the bad i just wanted to be like the normal asian Mm. so I tried to like brand my identity that way like I still like I you know like went to parties and stuff but I made it clear like no I'm not good at math guys I actually am really not mm. um but yeah I mean they I I don't there there was this pressure to just be like no I'm I'm like normal <laughs> like let's not mm. go into these stereotypes I don't know did you feel it um yeah kind of a little bit but I always felt like I was a little bit of a fake because like (laughs) I didn't I wasn't really connected to any of my Asian culture or heritage yeah so it kind of I mean I can't speak Chinese and all that so it just kind of felt like well 
I was acting as like the Asian representative, but also I didn't know anything. So I just <laughs> felt like um, I'm trying to do my best, guys, but I really don't know what I'm telling you guys either. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess I kind of felt like that. Like I, I had to like, you know, know about Asian stuff because I was Asian. But at the same time, I felt like I didn't really know. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, actually, that reminds me. Like when I was in Korea with with Epic, mm -hmm. I, it, and again, it's so weird because like I primarily had like non Asian friends. Like I I don't know why, and mm -hmm. we go to a restaurant, and well, I'm vegetarian now, but you know, like when you cook the the meat and everything, I was like, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know how to do this. Like whenever mm -hmm. I went, like it would be my family or friends who already knew how to do it. Like I, I didn't know they were looking at me to order and stuff, and I was like my attitude is still to this day look it up like if i mean you you can do this yourself like don't rely on your only only like uh a asian friend but yeah it was funny like everyone was just looking at me like how do you explain like that piece of architecture how do you explain like this culture it's like i i don't know <laughs> like yeah, yeah. you wouldn't be like i'm not a like asian encyclopedia <laughs> yeah <laughs> no. exactly yeah <sighs> yeah uh, all right well okay getting back to the questions a little <laughs> all bit. Right. so we talked a little you talked a little bit about the messages that you received about beauty and love as you were growing up so what were some of your role models or beauty icons um yeah i think uh hmm i don't know i'm hesitating because i did i did think about this i think my <laughs> my role models okay well so i i did have i did have two so sarah Cheng is a korean american violinist and mm. um the minute i heard about her i was just like in love she's still like pretty badass to this day she's like a violin prodigy like she teaches violin she's in love with music she's just so so passionate and then um you know like yuna, yuna kim the uh mm. olympian mm -hmm. skater Figure she got skater? gypped yeah, figure right. skater. She got chipped in the last Olympics, but let's not go there. Um, <laughs> you know, so so people like her. And to be honest, like any any other any Asian person that was in TV, sorry, Asian woman was on TV. So mm -hmm. even like I think her name was Brenda Song, who was in um, the who was on the Disney Channel first show, but she was like the only like Asian person <laughs> to mm -hmm. be in a show in a while. So I didn't necessarily like her character, but I was like. Um, you know you're conventionally attractive and you're playing a very confident role like I love this mm -hmm. um, and I, I think the I think the theme of all that was I mean they all had different body shapes and like they didn't necessarily look all the same and that's probably why I really gravitated toward them because um, they were just showing like you can look you can be Asian and look different and you can still have like public approval still be liked and they're all really really confident mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and you know obvi obviously like i think female members of my family like on mm -hmm. both sides are particularly immensely <laughs> very strong like they're like they're very personal but, but they're very like um what's it called like no nonsense people mm -hmm, so they're mm -hmm. like very direct like very very open um and so, yeah, I mean, I had some pretty, pretty good role models, but, mm -hmm. but obviously, you know, like there, there could have been more. <laughs> like, so it's more based on like the personality traits that you saw in them that you liked rather than 
any type of appearance. I mean, I gravitate like on on TV, like in the media, I gravitated them uh, toward them first because like they were. I mean, there are other like white violinists that I liked, mm-hmm. but you know, this one's Asian. It, it's like directly showing you, um, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. could be here because you know, like I'm. Well, they're not me, but like you know, we share yeah. like, the same background, yeah. so it's like, oh, okay, relatability matters. So, mm-hmm. so how do you think that being Korean, Korean specifically? Um, affects how you see beauty and love um so I like I've always had I was always brought up um with the importance of taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. um and like taking care of your your skin in particular mm-hmm. oh, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean but I mean I, I genuinely think that the 10 10 step skincare is a market very successive marketing pool you do not need 10 steps mm-hmm. I take like mm-hmm. five steps you do not need <laughs> so um, I think the 10 steps yeah. are not supposed to be all every day but some of them are special steps that you don't do every day oh really Okay. Like face well, masks and stuff. I don't know. Well, I, I, <laughs> I actually like... I don't use the ten step routine either. So. <laughs> well, okay. Take away one. Do not do that every day. It's too much. <laughs> too. I mean, yeah. Like I, I treat myself sometimes with like, is it? Ten, is yeah. it ten, it's not ten steps though. But yeah. I mean, yeah. Like the like nourishing your body. Like I've always grown up with that message. Um. So and, and I think like in in Korea, like the <laughs> I've already talked about this so many times but the culture is um like a high uh, moisturizing especially it's not seen as like girly or gay so like mm. men do it too you don't want to see a flaky ass brother in the middle of <laughs> winter <laughs> you know like w- what are you doing no mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. what what's the reason oh it's gay no it's not take care of yourself <laughs> so i like for me so that and then like i think um like I've been and it's interesting like I don't think I can get into because it's quite complicated but um like there's different body types that are considered beautiful in Korea versus the U.S. for example Mm -hmm. um and I think it is actually changing now but like when I was growing up obviously it was like oh like be thin be thin be thin um Mm -hmm. it wasn't like drummed into me but it was like try to be thin Mm -hmm. so but I think now for me, it's like, okay, if what makes you beautiful? Okay, um, good skin. That means you're taking care of yourself. And I, good skin is subjective. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everyone has different genes. That means different things for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, your, your fitness mm-hmm. and you are feeding yourself good food. So I think like health has definitely incorporated it in, into more, but I did notice, interestingly, like when I'm on Instagram and I see Korean actresses, because I have seen a lot of them pop up. They're really, they they post a lot of content on like working out and Mm -hmm. like the different like smoothies that they're drinking, which I think is really great because Mm -hmm. I think, you know, when I was teaching in Korea, a lot of the girls were like, we can't play soccer, it's too it's not girly and it's like what are you talking about mm-hmm. or like they wouldn't drink water because they would get fat it's like yeah no <laughs> um so I'm, I'm not sure if like korean i i think mm, yeah i don't i don't know i can't really answer that question because i feel like i'm not i feel like i am fully korean but not fully korean at the same time if that makes sense 
Yeah, yeah. Like, well, and also plastic surgery is quite prevalent in uh, that too. Yeah, in South Korea as well. I know that there's a lot of pressure for a lot of women to do plastic surgery for jobs and stuff. Um, did you ever feel that type of pressure, or do you think that oh. living in America kind of, you know, protected you from that type of pressure? Or yeah, actually, okay. So I think my my parents and like my um, aunts and uncles, they're like in the generation before like <laughs> like K beauty mm. and all of that popped up. So they're they're like my aunt is actually more to like she does like holistic beauty practices. So she's all about like natural therapies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Never so. ever like I mean it, it kind of scares me. The only surgery I did was for for LASIK for my eyes, but my aunt she'd be like what why would you alter your shape and obviously this is for me like I know people do Mm -hmm. for different different reasons so no and no one ever told me like girl you gotta get some plastic surgery thank god no Mm -hmm. one's ever ever said it um but I think like when being in being in the U.S. like I think there. And it's so weird because like other Asian girls would perpetuate this. They're like, oh, mm. you know, we have like a button on our forehead. So our foreheads are more flat. Oh, don't you ever wish like our eyes are bigger? And I just remember thinking like, yeah, but like we can't, we can't change. It. I actually said that like we can't change it. And then she was like, mm-hmm. and th- this is like an Asian American girl. She was like, well, if we really wanted to, we could. Mm-hmm. Like we really could. And it's like why are we i i to this day like it it really puzzles me like how we generally start off um feeling pretty good about ourselves like as a child Mm. and then we compare ourselves especially like to like our our white friends Mm. i i don't know i like did this happen to you was it just me oh yeah i mean like i never really thought about plastic surgery particularly because I mean my biggest insecurity is generally like I don't like the way my hips and my legs look and like that's not something you can change like easily through plastic surgery oh god well not worth it that sounds like a nightmare (laughs) like I don't want also it's like well you know and I want to be able to walk and I want my legs to be strong so (laughs) I don't know but and there's some ways too in which I've kind of like I do a I do like my own features now, so I don't like, you know, I definitely don't think I'm perfect, you know, (laughs) but, you know, I think that I I don't really, I'm not really into the idea of plastic surgery either. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Sorry. This is a tangent, but I saw, I saw like a clip where, um, they were operating and the, 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 the person's face, she was like, um, under anesthesia was naturally like emitting tears because of the pain oh my god oh my god yeah but you know what i mean i i i do i genuinely think i am very lucky that like at least like my family members were very um like they had like especially my female members of the family they had like genuine self-acceptance of their like bodies Mm -hmm. so they were very much like why wouldn't you be grateful for what you have? Like, why Why do you need to, why do you need to change it? And even when I was getting LASIK, my parents were like, oh my God, are you sure? Like, are, are, mm. are you really, really, really sure? Um, what mm-hmm. if things go wrong? So yeah, I'm glad like they held me down like that because it, it can go down like a very, very dark yeah. path. And yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, like, of course, I don't want to speak to everybody's individual experience because I think mm -hmm. there are cases in which plastic surgery can really drastically improve your life. And, yeah. You know, yeah. so each person has to decide on their own, you know, but it is quite sad when there's a lot of like societal pressure to do yeah. something. That, that, like I think that. that's the key difference. Sorry, I, I meant to mm -hmm. say I'm really lucky that I no, wasn't you mentioned swayed too, so. mm -hmm. by like, yeah, yeah society. Um, and I think I also left Korea before all that craze happened. So I was never mm. like really touched by it anyways. And yeah. I still don't want to do it. Like knives just freaking scare me. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, why did we get here? <laughs> uh, so has your perception of Korean beauty changed as you've grown up? And also, what about in regards to love? Like, has it changed at all? I mean, like, for example, I think, I mean, South Korean culture has become a lot more pop popular as we've grown up, you know, like K-dramas, K-pop, etc. So, like, has that also changed your ideas about how you feel about Korean beauty? Or maybe, you know, as you've grown up, just maturing, your opinions have changed? Um, I think in terms of skincare products i think <laughs> genuinely like korean skincare is the I, yeah I, I it's it's funny like i've been using korean and french skincare recently because they have the most like mild products and the most mm -hmm. diverse range so i've been relying that a lot more because i mm -hmm. i had like a journey with different skincare products I think we talked about it and it was like mm -hmm. breakouts, but this is too strong. This doesn't match you. So I'm very, I'm, yeah, I'm very grateful that I can kind of like ask my parents to send me like <laughs> Korean skincare products and things like that. Right. But um, yeah, I think, uh, I, I don't know if this is like answering the question, but I think in, in okay. So in terms of like the quote unquote beautiful Korean woman, I think this is changing, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. which thank God, um, mm -hmm. because everyone has different body types. Um, mm -hmm. and I, I, like I said, I've noticed more like fitness accounts by women popping up, which is like mm -hmm. so, so cool to see. Um, you know, cause I, I genuinely feel like Confucian, <laughs> talking about this last time, Confucian values are like the foundation of Korean society. And it was very much like for women, like, oh, be meek, be small, be petite. Mm -hmm. And I think that like carried over to some of the beauty ideas, which I think, thank God, are not changing. But in terms of love, um, I think it, it's like really difficult to unpack years of your childhood that were very dictated by society and I wonder if it's because like I had this Korean background first like my parents moved to the mm -hmm. U.S. you know they were like busy hustling there was no language to like there was no framework to say like um you know th this like everyone's beautiful like diversity all, the, all of that it's only like kind of coming out now but um I like you know in in high school if you were people would say like oh Oh, like, of, of course, you'd be hanging out with Asians, like Asians mm. stick to each other, you know, like really silly, silly comments like that. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, why why would you date like an Asian guy? Like, what if he's your brother? Like, what? <laughs> really, really <laughs> what stupid comments. And if you're already a very insecure kid and your mm -hmm. friends are telling you this and like every movie you watch, it's always white girl, white boy, white girl, white boy. You're kind of like, 
oh, and you don't even have the framework to think further about maybe your potential, you know, like there's no like LGBTQI intersectionality. <laughs> it's always mm-hmm. heterosexual white couples. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of, I like I had a few crushes on like Asian guys, but I think mm-hmm. they too were internalizing this and thinking, well, we need to get like white girlfriends. That's like our uh, marker of success. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember having conversations about that we yeah we knew it was like weird but it was like not cool to date with any I don't know it was just so so weird but now obviously um like I I think Asian men are hot like I think Asian women are like every every of course everyone's hot like I think Anthony said in <laughs> now a that pre- you're married everyone's not that I'm married <laughs> well it's funny because Peter and I'll watch a Netflix show and I'll be like guy's hot right he'll be like yeah yeah i like the beard or i'll be like that woman's like really fine right and it's kind of funny but anthony <laughs> said you guys can talk about it <laughs> yeah i mean like yeah. okay like so as anthony said a mm-hmm. pretty face is a pretty face and i mean mm-hmm. every everyone is beautiful and like there's no need to be like okay don't look at that beautiful person on yeah, screen yeah. Like, that i mean like work. they're just a person on screen it's not like you're gonna like like well and also you know, it's i not like you're gonna fall in love with like just a random person you see on the screen once or something right yeah exactly. i don't think most people just, are not like that it's not it's not rational and also like are you enjoying the film yes do you think they're hot yes then then great there's no need to be jealous yeah. or, or whatever Why can't you enjoy all aspects of the film <laughs> exactly yes exactly um so yeah, I mean, especially not when I watch K dramas. Like, this. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to write an article about it because I, f- <laughs> I sound so ignorant, but I feel like now I'm kind of getting permission to like more accept my identity, like complain about the microaggressions to like recognize, like, um, you know, Asian beauty is like truly beautiful. Whereas before mm-hmm. it was, it was just always put down even if the tiniest of remarks in like the group of trusted friends and it was constantly constantly just like so like degrading you know even in korea in my home country like i would get that from friends and it's like mm. uh, okay so i mean yeah it, it 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 has it has changed um for mm-hmm. for the, for the better hopefully withstanding um recent political events but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah oh <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so what do you think needs to change in terms of representation? I think we touched on this a little bit, but if you just want to, oh my know, god, talk more about your overall stance and kind of summarize it. <laughs> we need to. I like. I feel like I'm kind of hit having. Okay, I feel like I was having an awakening of like mm-hmm. my true identity because you know, like moving. okay so i i think like when sorry this is a kind of long answer but when you move out of where you've lived you naturally get a different perspective right so like Mm -hmm. when i Mm -hmm. went to argentina for study right it was just five months but they were all like you're chinese you're chinese oh my god you're chinese (laughs) like um and that really made because i was constantly like um I like stood out and I never stood up before it was like oh I need to accept mm-hmm. myself real quick or there's gonna be like I hate myself and like no this is this is horrible um but then and you know going back to going back to Korea and then like kind of realizing like oh 
like, you know, I like myself. I like my features. Of course, I should be grateful. Everything works. Everything's functional. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, of course, this is great. And beauty and love, beauty naturally, it has to include healthy. You can't be beautiful without being healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then coming here, it's just so interesting because I feel like this country is so far behind like I can't imagine talking about these issues to like like a, a colleague or an acquaintance here like it's not explicit um if it is talked about it's just conversation between white people mm-hmm. maybe black people because race is very black and white Asians aren't included I see like tv shows you see like the like I think there was a show where this Asian girl was like a part of a one night stand and they kept alluding to her like Asianness. It was like, oh my God, how many times like we should play a drinking game right now? How many times are you gonna say like Asian? Like who cares? Mm-hmm. Like can we move on? But at least with I mean, at least with the US, like, oh my God, it's just such a dichotomy. Like you can kind of get these conversations. So mm-hmm. I, I I think like what needs to change is like we're really affected by constant. I mean I just gave like a example of how affected i was about it like we really need to see movies where asians aren't just crazy and rich you know like Mm. (laughs) we just need to see like more more content and like more acceptance and um you know peter and i were doing renovations to our house we tried to look for a an asian or like black or person of color to do our tiling and renovations even mm-hmm. you know like uplifting even little like that it was really hard by the way i could not believe mm-hmm. how hard it was to find someone like that mm-hmm. um so i think like every everything everything that you use the services the products that you use like the content really just needs to needs to um include um asians <laughs> like people of color and i know some people will be like oh, well does it really matter does it like mm. But yeah, it, it does. It does. Because if you watch a show, Netflix will, will log your algorithm. If you buy a book from an author of color, it'll log who you bought from. If you um, help out a um, personal color working on something, you know, like adds a cycle. So yeah, that, that's that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd be good to just have more of, <laughs> just have more choices, you know, and yes, more things yes, that we can see as as examples of what we can be yeah i mean sorry to add on but it's kind of like like we shouldn't um you know you watch a movie and the one asian girl comes on and that Mm -hmm. that's immediate that person immediately becomes a role model for like the next five ten years that should not be the case (laughs) and to those i I know some people kind of getting uncomfortable with like um particularly asian americans sharing their stories as of late and it's like mm. you know, you need to let these stories continue coming on <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. a monolith so yeah i don't want it to i don't want to make it too too venti but yeah okay i'll, I'll, I'll stop <laughs> <laughs> like try not to talk about <laughs> yeah i know recent events currently until we can <laughs> talk about it more but oh my god yeah all right so this episode is for you this is for you <laughs> So focus on your thoughts, your growing up, everything. So um so how how do you practice self-care? Um so <laughs> I like oh my god, yeah. Okay. I'm like a very like 
routine person like i literally i write down a list and i literally need to like do everything on that list mm-hmm. oh my god and i i know like oh my god you have a routine that's so good but yeah i i know it's a i know it's a problem but it's like really kind of hard to hard to like like stop but i've been trying mm-hmm. to be like you can complete everything on the list like it's fine just let it go and mm-hmm. just just like like actually meditate just sit down and do nothing so that's one of the most recent things i've tried to do i mean besides like drink water like you know all that stuff mm-hmm. like i've literally just tried to say okay just sit down if you can't meditate just sit down and like do nothing and even i think five minutes makes a difference and i try to do that twice a day and i walk longer for twice a day now which i think has helped i don't know i feel like this pandemic's been so long that i've incorporated so many different i've tried so many different self-care techniques you know mm-hmm. like last month it was a bath like the month before <laughs> it was like um like a foot bath you know like and we've been in it for so, so long so what are like your your top five like self-care techniques that you've tried throughout the pandemic that you would recommend to others uh well definitely do nothing <laughs> no but it no like, like like do nothing for like five minutes it's really difficult to be still and empty your thoughts it's really mm. hard like because we're so well maybe just me like, you're so restless with like the political climate the pandemic it's it's incredibly difficult but once you do i i, I personally feel like i feel recharge a bit so that's like mm. number one um just reading on the couch for like like three hours because mm. I, I love I love Netflix, but screen time is very like that's why I'm wearing blue filter yeah. glasses right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, Should put mine on. <laughs> oh, you have it too? Oh yeah, I have yeah. them too. I got them in South Korea. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I okay. I ordered mine. The, my first pair, I think I got scammed, so I had to put in a complaint to PayPal and I looked the company up and every comment was like, This is a scam oh no um yeah but but th- this one's working I'll, I'll I'll just give three and I think the last one okay. is I mean bath bath is like okay like don't get me wrong but like mm-hmm. um I think the third one that I really liked is just a good old cold face sheet mask oh and just yeah, like yeah. lying down in bed and just listening to music or an audiobook like it's just so nice that coolness on your face just nothing beats that you put them in the the fridge or oh yeah do you not no i just leave it on my bookshelf no you should you should put it (laughs) in the fridge it's so nice okay i'll do that from now on it's (laughs) refreshing or like i made oh okay so i've done um like two percent fat greek yogurt it can be any yogurt to be honest and Mm -hmm. you put you mix it with like green tea uh like you you get a green tea bag and you like stew it and then you pull the tea bag out you mix the contents with the greek yogurt you put it on your face mm-hmm. and it like feels so good mm, but, sounds nice i'll have yeah. to try it sounds you, tasty yeah. too <laughs> oh yeah i you could add honey twist i did that once and i was almost tempted to just like lick it off my face yeah i don't want to make the face mask too tasty otherwise i won't put it on my face <laughs> oh it, it felt really good though it felt really good and yeah. I, I think genuinely like conversations are good Mm-hmm. um you know so 
Yeah, those are my accidentally four self-care tips. Everyone's probably doing it already. <laughs> but, but four is an unlucky number. You have to add another oh. one now. Um. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? Yeah. Nothing. Okay. Like, just if in doubt, just go outside because it just mm. makes everything so much better. Like, mm. I have been going outside a lot more. Those are my five. <laughs> so I got five after all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean I think um just to just to add that like I mean I think this is really hard to talk. As, at least for me it's a little bit difficult to talk about. Mm-hmm. Especially since I just realized there are lots of layers to it, but especially given what's happened. <laughs> um Mm. so yeah i mean but but then again like i'm it's like important to continue the conversation so Mm. yeah so it's hard to talk about self-care right now is what you mean or oh oops i mean i mean beauty and health sorry oh beauty and beauty and love booty and love i think (laughs) is is hard i mean I, i think like talking about beauty and love when you were younger was a little bit hard to talk about versus like now like now I'm I'm more I'm relatively more like stable but mm-hmm. before like as you grow up you're always dictated by society it's really hard to stand out as like the outlier mm. being like no I am beautiful and I am confident yeah I think sometimes too it's at least for me sometimes I feel like it's hard for me to separate like what my true thoughts are based on like what I think that I should think about it so like so it's nice to talk about it when we're older because I think we've had longer to separate out like what are our real thoughts about it and versus like what did other people tell us that yeah. we should think. Yeah, I, I think so. That's why I think it it's really matters like who surrounds you and what you watch. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I mean, but then it, like, I mean, I, I feel like I had a really good family foundational base, but even then, like everyone at school and everyone like in the movie, I mean, no one told me like, oh, you're ugly. But it was very, yeah. it was like, um, oh, oh, what's her name from Gilmore Girls, that Asian girl from Gilmore Girls? I don't know. I've never watched Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't watch it either. I, I frankly, I'm not a fan and I don't really care if people are offended by this mm. but i remember everyone at school was like oh you look like her if she died you could take over and it's like you what think i know i know it's like you <laughs> you think i could be so you think all asian that's the thing all asians look the same that that stereotype it just mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean it still perpetuates like to mm. this day and like when i was doing the job that sabrina does now going into these like rural white schools i would see that one black girl that one asian girl like i just saw them like because you're surrounded by the sea of whiteness i just saw them like cringe like just alone in the corner and i just thought like Mm -hmm. oh my god you're so beautiful like i wish i could tell you that without without being weird (laughs) so creepy (laughs) like or you know not even beautiful like like you know you're great as yourself because i feel like beautiful can be a loaded term you know like you can Mm -hmm. you're you're fine as you are like don't 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 change unless like you want to i wish i could tell them that but Mm -hmm. well we learned our lessons now yeah 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 so connected with that so what do you wish you could teach your younger self about beauty or love that you know now Oh, sorry. I, I, I would have stopped talking if I, I forgot there was another question. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. 
Well, the that's kind of the last question slash any advice for our listeners. So oh, yeah. So is there any like takeaway of like core advice that you'd like to pass on to to those um to that one Asian girl or that one <laughs> black girl in those schools that you point to? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you would agree with me that in in saying that it's like you are perfectly fine mm-hmm. as you are. Mm-hmm. Um, don't change anything unless you want to mm-hmm. um, and there are just like a lot of people in the world because you know when you're in middle school you look around you and you're like that's what being beautiful means that's what being popular means and you don't actually realize until you leave you're like oh that was literally like like a millionth of like other places in the world you know um, yeah but yeah and like obviously as you get older you kind of realize like personality and confidence matters more than on the outside because like aesthetic beauty ultimately fades to a degree so it um you know that, that's why I think being healthy and being like nourished is probably uh more valuable than mm. trying to be like cosmetically beautiful mm-hmm. cosmetic mm-hmm. aesthetic I'm kind of using it interchangeably so mm-hmm. I, I yeah like very surface yeah level, yeah, yeah surface maybe? level yeah 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 exactly and mm-hmm. I mean, I don't like, you know, but equally like to, to each their own, like who am, mm-hmm. who am I to judge? But yeah, I think yeah. um, like, it, it, like if, you, if you're an educator or if you're a parent or, um, you know, if you're surrounded by kids, it's probably really important to try to show as many different examples of people as, as possible so that they're like, they're not biased, which I, I don't know like I'll probably be a parent one day and I'll probably look at all the books and just be like oh my god how do you <laughs> encompass all the messages like into, into one I don't know but yeah yeah it's yeah. like when you're younger your world is so small you know exactly you don't really know what's out there it's not until you get older that you realize that like there's <laughs> you just have so your you have your own timing yeah. um but yeah oh it's so hard to talk about this stuff stuff i think yeah i don't know should we do the so that was our episode of beauty and love (laughs) i hope you all enjoyed listening